Hello, 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 and a warm wicka welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria, and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. Okay, so I know that we have to get into the episode, but I'd mm-hmm. just like everybody to know that like I've been working so much lately that I went to start that intro and I almost answered it. Like I answered like I almost like started it the way that I answer <laughs> phone calls at work. Right, right. Someone like, please so help hard. me. It's so hard. Like today I answered a personal phone call and I'm not going to of course say where I work, but I straight up was like Good afternoon. Thank you for calling blankety blankety blank. This is blankety blank. How can I assist you today? <laughs> Dude, dead ass. Like, I almost started this episode. Hi, yeah, my name is Clark. How may I help you? Like, no, that, like, oh, God, somebody get me help. <laughs> Someone help I, This us. is not okay. I was Someone like, I was like, hey, boss, I, I'm feeling really under the weather today, and there's not a lot of work to do on the email side is it cool if I leave a little early once everything's done? And he was like, yeah, totally. Like, that's as long as everything's done, I don't care. And I was like, bet. Um, I got out when I was scheduled. Uh, which for some, probably like, boo. For me, I'm like, hey, that's two and a half hours nor- <laughs> earlier than I normally get out. Right. Oh, God. I usually work open to close, like, almost every day. Like, it is so rare that I leave my place of work when I'm scheduled to leave my place of work. (laughs) Lord help me. Anyways, we're on season three, episode five, Sight Unseen. This episode kind of slaps. It kind of hits different. This is a uh, Criminal Minds episode. Uh. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. (laughs) Like... It's it's another one of those episodes... Well, well, we'll talk about it. So, uh, Victoria, lead us in our summary, and then we'll talk about the episode. Alright, here we go. So, a lot happens here. Here are the bullet points. Dot, dot, dot. Piper is scared to have sex with Leo because she thinks the elders are watching. Prue is obsessed with demonic danger. Phoebe is a simp for Cole still. Prue has Cole pegged. <laughs> the real danger isn't always the mystical. Sometimes focusing on the magical reasons behind things can blind you. Bl- blind <laughs> you to the easy but mundane answer. I'd really, really love to say that that truly was no pun intended. Uh-huh. I, I, I literally wrote that out not even hearing the pun until you read it and were like, <coughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. and it's like a multi-level pun. Oh, God. And we'll discuss why. I was like... My summary isn't very funny today. And then Victoria's like laughing through it. And I'm like, have I just blinded myself to my own comedy now? <laughs> Am I blind to my own genius? 
<laughs> oh god i am delirious let's move yeah. on big yeah. bads for this episode cole obviously we've got balthazar working in the background as he always does yeah uh nothing super new there he does make a swipe for the book of shadows in this episode which like i don't understand why he didn't learn his lesson last time um the last time they worked shot crystals <laughs> yeah he got fucked up he nearly gets he Cole, we're going to talk about it more deftly, but Cole's goose was nearly cooked this episode. But, okay, let's uh, let's talk about this right now, actually. Actually. Okay. Um, because I want to take this moment to realize that this part here, where Cole is not killed by these crystals, that is 110% solely to just showcase how powerful of a demon he is. Because any other demon that was put in that crystal cage and, like, left there for as long as he was there would have been fried. Yep. They would have been... They would have been crispy <laughs> demon bites. Like yeah. <laughs> They would have been barbecue. Barbademan. Like, Cole is an extremely extremely powerful demon and and this episode is kind of the beginning of where we really see that power start to come forward yes absolutely um, and our, then continue oh thank you our other big bad demonically is troxa who i'm sorry mm-hmm. how is the demon of invisibility that God damn fine. He's hot as fuck, bro. Wow. Y'all, I think I remember in a fever dream of when we first started watching Charmed in our dorm. I remember Clark saying something about Troxa being fine. And I don't think I really like <laughs> absorbed it. And then I think I watched this episode and I think because it was kind of a little criminal mindsy scary freaky. That I just kind of like... You blocked it out. Yeah, I just kind of moved past it, right? Troxa is... Fine! That yeah, is a Troxa fine man. has no right being that attractive. Also, super irrelevant in this episode. Um, it could be argued that he does have a purpose, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um... But I feel like he was brought in, brought in like, 85% because of plot convenience. Yes. Um, also, can we just talk about how much I live for this petty demon bullshit between Troxa and Balthazar? <laughs> like, I... oh my god. They're like siblings. Yes. Like, and when we get to favorite line, favorite part, thank you for reminding me of that. I want to talk about something in particular Yes, as one of the funniest moments of this series. Fair enough. And we will get there. We will talk about it. We Um, will get there. Final big bad of the episode, uh, drumroll please, uh, is not demonic, actually. Um, The final big bad of this episode is actually Abby. Um, Remember uh, last episode when I was when she was like, "Oh, Abby's so great," and I was like, uh, "Abby's so what?" 
No, because yeah. like, listen, uh, Abby tried to steal Prue's identity and kill her. Uh, going straight into it. Spoiler alert! If you yeah. haven't watched the episode, why are you listening to us? Like, oh, <laughs> she tries to kidnap and kill and steal Prue's identity. Yeah, because what did I? What did I say last episode? I said something absolutely out of pocket because I forgot that this happened. Yeah, you like, said something about how like wonderful she was, or that she was like an angel or something. Yeah, guess what, y'all? I was <laughs> wrong. I watched this episode like a charmed virgin. Oh my god! At three o'clock in the morning, and when okay, this is a major spoiler for the episode. Blah 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 blah. When Abby comes around the freaking McCorner mm-hmm. and sprays Prue in the eyes. Headphone warning, sorry. I, like, if you've seen Criminal Minds, okay, there are several characters that are really intense twists that nobody sees coming, and then, because sometimes it's very obvious, right, in Criminal Minds, and then sometimes you have twists that absolutely rip your own head off. Yeah. Yeah. This got me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, she's a psychopath. Yeah, dude. Like, like, uh, this episode. Well, and then, and then, like, even when, you know, Daryl, Phoebe, and Piper all come to the realization that, like, this isn't a demon. This is a human stalker. Yes. Abby is never even considered because... She's a woman. Yep, absolutely. And let's get right into it. This is one of our talking points, is demonic versus human. This yes. episode does an excellent job because it showcases, you know, first of all, it showcases the importance of safety and looking ahead for young women living together. And also it showcases that, like, the charmed ones at the end of the day are human. Are human, and they're three, like, 20 something to 30 something young women living mm-hmm. alone in a house, and they don't lock their doors, and they don't have a security system. Because Prue like, doesn't lock their doors. Prue doesn't lock their doors. They don't have a security system, they don't have a guard dog. You know, they have Kit, you know, but they don't have <laughs> <laughs> Bark Bark, but they don't have. Like, there is absolutely no thought put into their own safety because it's like, oh, well, we're the charmed ones. You can't kill an innocent if they break into your house, guys. Yeah. No, 100%. This whole episode is surrounded in this lesson. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but we saw a little bit of this last season as well. Um, But it is the danger of trying to live in both worlds. And Absolutely. becoming so focused on the magical danger at hand that the the mundane, the regular, like, stalkers, murderers, robbers doesn't even phase you anymore because you don't even see them as real threats, yeah. even though they very much are. Um, and I think that's part of what makes this episode so fucking scary is that it's so clear how much they have forgotten that they are human beings that can be hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And like, 
Here's the thing, too, because... Particularly Prue. Sorry. Particularly Prue. Very excellent point. Because here is the thing about it that really gets me. Clark and I have made jokes before about, oh, the girls don't even have protection spells on their front door. Yeah. Like, the Book of Shadows is protected. The girls aren't... (laughs) The girls aren't... There aren't, like, the crystal grid... And the crystal, the crystal cage that we see in this episode is the first time we see them using like protection crystals for protection, crystals for trapping, crystals yes. for preventing negative energy, et cetera, et cetera. But like, the girls don't even like. I, have we ever seen the girls in any episode like put salt on their door? No. Or like anything, and it's just. I like, mean, for fuck's sake, that one. Uh, kitchen witch in the Friday the 13th episode Um, I can't remember her name for the life of me but she uh-huh. had to teach them about their spices yeah absolutely. and their herbs she had to be like oh no it's not that it's 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 right here it, like and and we see this a lot throughout the whole series where they're like uh, it's so clear that they are still in the beginnings of learning their craft. Absolutely. There's a lot of herbs and roots and stuff that used to be called this, but are now called this. And the sisters know nothing about it. Yes. And it's like, it is so frustrating too, because if Grams hadn't had to do what she did. Which, you know, we can argue about whether or not she was justified another day. Yes. Then... They would have been learning this from, like, a super young age. And it's yeah. so frustrating because they really are... Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm, like, the witch of the witches, you know? Like, Minecraft has a ton of developing to do as well. But, right. like... Damn, girls. You have, like, terrifying cosmic powers. hmm Like, Prue literally can telekinetically hurl people up against walls. And you don't lock your door? And I mean, this is something that we could talk about for hours. Like hours. um, And I'm kind of interested. There's a topic that I've been thinking about, and like this just reminded me of it, and it's what would have happened if the Charmed Ones had been raised as the Charmed Ones since birth? would future consequences still have happened? So, um, I want us to kind of remember that. And you, the audience, you're going to have to help us out with that. But I really want to come back to that question at the end of the show. The end of season eight, I want to take a look back at everything that we've seen, everything that we've learned, and question whether or not the outcome would have been different if they had been fully raised as the Charmed Ones. Because I think that's a whole episode in itself. Yeah, absolutely. But, yes, this this episode is very scary because it... Not only does it show how much they've been ignoring the mundane, um, but also, like, it reminds you, the viewer, that those dangers are out there. And it's like, how many times in the last week have you forgotten to lock your door? How many times in the last month did you forget to check your back seat for somebody hiding in there? 
Like, <laughs> I don't. I have anxiety. Literally, like, I... It's these... That it's these horrible realities that we we learn to protect ourselves as women. Um, and I'm sure some men have this fear as well, but as women, we are conditioned from a young age to look for the danger all around us all the time. Um, and an episode like this, it just reminds you, like, how many times did you let that slip? That could have been something really bad. Not to, like, traumatize you or anything. Yeah, like, um, sorry, you know. <laughs> Be safe. I love you. <laughs> Today I listened Hi. to Charmed and Dangerous, and Clark told me that somebody was going to cut my ankles like a 90s thriller. <laughs> I am so paranoid all the time, honestly. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's a mood, like, though. Like, I, I'm i definitely a uh, yank the doorknob twice kind of person. Yeah, but also, I had to yell at you for walking home in the dark during college alone with no cell phone. So, um, so I, I don't want to hear shit. So, uh, <laughs> she's right, y'all! I really do think that I dissociated for most of my life until... Forever. Until forever. Yeah, and then people were like, Victoria, that's super fucked up. You should really look out for yourself. And eventually it got through to your head. Yeah. Well, that you needed to be smart about the places that you go as a woman in a city. Well, because, like, my mom had always been very, like, like, I was taught from a young age that I was going to get, like, murdered and put in a dumpster. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But, like... For some reason, I would just get myself into situations of just, like, horror movie shit. And then, well, uh, and I almost wonder if it's because you knew that you were growing up in a fairly safe community. I mean, like, yeah. Like, because that reality wasn't directly in your face all the time, you didn't really have to think about it. Like, you knew in the back of your head, oh, look, this terrible, horrible thing could happen to me. Kind of like them. Like, in the show. Like, they were like, hey, you know, in theory, I could have a stalker, but in reality, I'm dealing with a demon. Like, focus on the bigger issues. <laughs> um, I also was just kind of dumb and I didn't know how buses worked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this episode has a pretty horrifying underlying theme for uh for us women out there. Yep. Uh moving past that, um raise your hand if you have ever been personally victimized by hyperfixation. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh everybody raises their hand. Um Peru is the definition of hyperfixation in this episode. Yep. Like, this this bitch tracked down that hot guy from the past's ancestors in the hopes that it would lead her to the triad? She's a psychopath. And like, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> she really takes this research thing too far. Like, I think she's missing her Buckland's job. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a drink of my juice. Did you know they make Izzy's in a can? What? Because they do. Oh my god. Um, 
so yeah, uh, Prue, first of all, so Prue's hyperfixation is like a huge part of this episode. And also the fact that her hyperfixation is getting, um, in the way of her having a superficial love interest once again. Okay. <laughs> We're going to sweep that under the rug. Cause I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Bye uh, Sean. Thanks. Yeah. He's cute, but he's like, cute. Yes. That's, I was literally hair. just about to say that. <laughs> got great really like fluffy hair Mm. like a fluffy haired white boy but what is this 2014 tumblr like come on (laughs) moving past it sweeping it out of the rug however her hyperfixation is like a huge incredibly big part of this episode Uh uh-huh i would like to discuss the fact that Prue's intuition is spot fucking on. Yes. I would like to... Okay, so in order to discuss this, I'm just going to dip. This episode is going to have absolutely no structure. I apologize to those of you who are Virgos. Have... (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say... Have any of our episodes had any kind of structure lately? And the answer is no, because no. we're chaotic and it's this is there's something in the right stars. Now. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's Virgo season, and Clark and I have fire in our charts, so we must rebel. I have mostly fire in my chart. Hey, hey, <laughs> help! Uh. This is a cry for help. This is this is a scream for help. This is a yell for help. Anyways, anyways. Cole. I want to talk about Cole in relation to Prue. She and then always we're gonna... wants to talk about Cole. Yes, I do. And then we're going to slip into Phoebe. <laughs> That's what he hey. did. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> anyway, this is not a family friendly Hashtag chaotic neutral. Hashtag That's me. slip into Phoebe. Um slip into Phoebe. Oh, move on, please. Okay. All right. So, Cole. um, (laughs) Cole. I want to talk about Cole and Troxa real quick. So, Troxa is the demon of the eldest daughter of the Incredibles. (laughs) He's the pillow smothering demon. He's the pillow smothering demon. So, he, like, turns invisible. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to save this for favorite lights, favorite parts. Oh my god. But, so, Troxa turns invisible, and then he, like, sneaks in and starts, like, fucking up the sisters' lives. Okay? Yes. All fair, fine. Cole hates Troxa. And you can't even argue that this episode is about his love for Phoebe or whatever bullshit. No, this is just him being petty. No, Cole hates Troxa enough that he finds out that Troxa becomes destabilized by the cold because he can't feel it. His ectoplasmic goo becomes sensitive. So he like... Wink. So, oh, Jesus, God in heaven. So he, like, (laughs) his endoplasm becomes sensitive. Wink. Fuck. Anyway, 
he like starts becoming for help. This is a cry for help. So he like becomes seeable. When Cole finds Visible. this out, <laughs> yes, it's he goes from unseen to seen. <laughs> okay, it is absolutely fucking brutal. I've got to talk about this now. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> Cole finds out. Headphone users, I warned you in advance. Cole finds out that by turning down the fucking thermostat, it's Trox's weakness and he becomes visible. And but so, <laughs> he can't feel the cold, so he doesn't know that he's visible. Yes! So there is a scene where Cole lets Trox think that he doesn't know he's there. And then he turns down the fucking AC and drives and becomes visible. When he fucking... What does he throw at him? I'm so sorry. Clark, talk about anything else. I have to rewatch this scene real quick. Oh, God. Okay, so... um, Next Cole point while while Victoria rewatches this. Um... Peru totally has it figured out. Uh, She has Cole's name in bold circled on her little conspiracy chart. Uh, They catch him in the crystal thing. And Phoebe's like, no, you're dumb. He's totally just, he's just an ADA. He's my ADA. And Peru's like, uh, hello? Yeah. She calls her so hard on it. I'm not in the middle of this. Um, So... He gets away with it, and and Prue, like, knows. Like, this is yeah. the turning point. Like, Prue knows that Cole is not who he says he is. Um, and the rest of it is just her trying to prove it. <laughs> and Phoebe blatantly ignoring it until it's too goddamn late. <laughs> yep. Abso-fucking-lutely. Which is a damn shame. Like, I love Cole better than anybody, but... Phoebe Prue is literally like why is your ADA caught in a demon trap (laughs) and Phoebe is like he was trying to protect us he was not why did your human get caught in a demon trap that's what I'm saying like it's not a human trap (laughs) it's not a hot guy trap if it was a hot guy trap, Leo or Dan would get caught in it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, he'll never die. Um, uh, well, he's already gone. Yeah, he's dead. Um, anyways. Anyways. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's dumb. And we'll talk about it more as it becomes more of an issue. It was kind of just briefly mentioned in this episode that she is super sus of Cole. Um... But Phoebe, please tell us more about Cole and Troxa. Okay, I'm rewatching. Ah! I got it! I found it! He hits him over the fucking head with a fire extinguisher! <laughs> yeah, I'm that's. so happy about it! Yeah, that's when he first does it, because he. Yeah. 
he comes trying to sneak up to him in Cole's office, and Cole hits him with the fire extinguisher because it's like liquid nitrogen or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck a fire extinguisher is, and it and- makes this noise. And <laughs> I need you all to rewatch this episode just for the noise that the fire extinguisher makes <laughs> when it struts <laughs> out the forest because it's not like what it would actually sound like, right? Like, it would actually sound like, like, if it was hitting, it would be like a, you know, it would be like a thunk on the no, skin. No, this was like a thunk. It's like a boink! It's like a cartoon noise! And <laughs> it, it brought me to tears. I was like watching this at three o'clock in the morning, and that scene, and Cole is smiling like a schoolboy. Well, because, like, earlier in the episode, Troxa was like, you can't fight what you can't see. You could never beat me. And then, like, two scenes <laughs> later, Cole's like, thunk! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my favorite! It's my wild. favorite! Cole and Trux's interaction in this episode, because let's be real here, okay? This was fundamentally quite a scary episode. Um, especially when we get... I mean, we're going to discuss... Piper a little bit, and then we'll discuss Abby a little bit. But Abby is definitely, like, the scariest of the big bads. <laughs> without a doubt. And the other two are demons. They're and just comedic relief at this point. They are! They're the dumbest demons ever! It's I like watching th- Abbott and Costello, but make it demons. It's like, what? Dumb and dumber! Like, <laughs> like let's get Let's just not look where we're going in a witch house and get caught in a crystal grid trap, Cole, and get, and get Balthazar barbecued until our girlfriend has to tell her sister, while you're listening, that you're not a demon. Can you imagine how Cole must have skipped out of that fucking house? He must have been like, oh, shit, she's pretty and dumb. Ah! <laughs> like, come on, Phoebe. Come on. Yeah, it, this episode's a mess in that sense. Um, moving into our final sister, uh, Piper has <laughs> some issues. In this <laughs> Mainly that she's convinced that the elders are peeping in on her and Leo and orbing him away every time they start to get saucy. <laughs> and, you know, I don't blame her. I'm not entirely entirely convinced that they're not guilty of that. <laughs> Poor Leo wants to get laid so bad. <laughs> and fucking Piper's like, of course he'll say that they're not watching. He'll say anything because he wants to get his dick what? Literally, God bless him, and he's so. There's this super cute moment when he like tries to be super sweet and like brings her like chocolates, and she's like, "Oh, it's honey, like a Hershey's kiss." Yeah. Not right now. And she's like, first of all, my sister is being stalked by something demonic or otherwise. Second of all, your God is watching. <laughs> And 
Phoebe walks in on them in the club. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, this episode is just not good for their sex life. Uh, no. Until the end. Until the end. Then everything's better. Uh, That's but, all I have to say about that. Yeah, but Piper's kind of just like, Piper's just, Piper and Phoebe are very much like, Prue, please don't hyperfixate on the triad. And Prue is yeah. like, I think I'm going to make a crystal grid. And they're like, what if you, like, kill somebody? And she's like, why is somebody in our attic? Yeah, like, she's and like, she's I don't right. see the problem. <laughs> of all the people in this episode that are correct, though, Daryl is the most correct. Yes. Daryl is best boy. There's no argument there. We love him. We love him. But honestly, I think we've kind of hit it all except for Abby, who I I would like to talk to just a just a talk to. <laughs> I don't want to talk to <laughs> her. I want to talk about her. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I think I kind of said everything I have to say about Abby. Yes. Um, um, but please go. On. I would I would like to go on a rant about Abby because when I say that she is the scariest big bad, I mean it sincerely. Um, this woman through. Knowing the sisters and knowing their, you know, their naivety broke into their house multiple times to accrue information and materials to stalk Prue. And then when she was ready, dipped her head in photos photography development liquid that burned the shit out of her so that she could kill her and mentally take her place as a psychopath? Are you shitting me? Yeah. Who tricked her sisters into thinking that she was in the basement? Bruh, I don't even want to talk about the fact that she somehow... I don't know if, like, cell phones just, like, were shit in the 90s and, like, everybody's voice sounded the same or what. But Prue and Phoebe call, or Piper and Phoebe call Prue and Abby picks up and she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks, love. And it's like, that didn't even sound like Prue. What's going on? Yeah. And they believe her. And she's like... That's the thing, too, that really, like, gets me is, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're, like, in the basement of the manor, right? Yeah. They are right down the steps. Yeah. The sisters are eating, like, Piper and Phoebe are, like, having their morning coffee before they go to school and work, and Prue is beneath them, tied up, about to get murdered. Yeah. Like, holy crap! And she, like, has that wig and, like, has taken her clothes. Yeah, it's fucking scary. Yeah, and Piper is like, and you made a great point earlier about how because she was a woman, it wasn't until the fingerprints were matched Mm -hmm. that anybody thought of her as a culprit. And they were all like, he did this and he took that and this guy is really messed up. Yeah, Nobody because, even thought that it could have been a woman. Yeah, because it was this expectation that it was a sexually motivated stalker who was stalking Prue. Yeah. 
because and, he like wanted her as a sexual object. And to be fair, when it comes to a criminal profile, that is what you would first think. You wouldn't in a criminal profile, you would never look towards a woman for a stalking of another woman. In, yeah. in most cases, that would not be your first suspect or even your third. Like just because of statistics and the way that we view criminal history and reported criminal activity. Yeah. It, it's just, it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like when you're, when you're trying to solve a crime in a very limited amount of time, you look towards the statistics and the probability of who it could be so that you can lower your suspect pool. And unfortunately in this case, it lowered it to not the person that they needed yeah. it to be. Yep. And it, like, thank God that Phoebe had her premonition yeah, and that they were able to get to her in time. But, like, Prue nearly got got. But also, like, good for Prue for, like, being able to stand her own for a while. And she used her astral prediction. Oh, that is one thing that we didn't mention in this episode. Uh, Prue is trying to uh, learn how to use telekinesis in her astral form. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. But she's trying. She's giving it her all. But yeah, we we see some astral Prue in this episode, which we haven't seen in a while, which I think is pretty neat. And she just, you know, like it can not enough can be said. The fact that Prue was straight up like blinded, yeah, and is running around like doing everything she can to not get shot. Yeah, like Abby's not like. Oh, Prue, I love you so much. I'm going to, like, leave you in the basement and then pretend to be you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to kill you and mentally replace you. Yep. Um, And then when your sisters reject me, I'm going to kill them, too. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Terrible. Um, Horrible. The worst. Yes. As far as personal gain goes in this episode, I couldn't think of anything that Mm -mm. I would label as personal gain. Um, All of the magic use, even against mortals, uh, I would deem self-defense. Yep. Um, I, yeah. I don't think any of this can be considered personal gain, at least not in this episode. I agree. Well, Victoria, we're on to favorite lines, favorite parts. So what was yours in this episode besides the doink? Yeah, that honestly put me uh, into tears through stitches. Um, I will rewatch just that part of the episode once we're done recording. Um, but I also really liked, so Leo and Piper, once Piper gets over her uh, religion-based sex god anxiety, uh, is able to have sex with Leo and Leo goes, wow, you're amazing when you concentrate. And it's just like, it's so fun. Because I don't think we really think of, like, yes, Leo and Piper have wonderful chemistry, right? But we don't really yes. think of them as like, or at least maybe it's just me. I don't think no, of them we immediately don't... as passionate. We don't see them as sexual partners we see them yeah. as this true love soulmate kind of thing yeah um the the passion and the sexual nature that's phoebe's thing yeah always exactly. has been exactly 
Um, but yeah, no, I totally see what you mean. Uh, one of my favorite lines in this was when Prue set up the crystals and was like, ha ha ha, I'm so smart. And Piper goes, what if it's human, Prue? And then Phoebe goes, or feline, you're going to fry Kit. <laughs> um, I thought that was cute. Nope, she just fries her boyfriend. Because <laughs> he's, he's a, a demon. demon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, clock. Yes. What would you score this episode out of OMG, they're learning crystals? <laughs> Um, I would score this episode like a solid like 4.3 out of 5 OMG They're Learning Crystals. Uh, it was a good episode. I liked it a lot. Um, room for improvement here and there, um, as most things do. But yeah, 4.3. How about you, Victoria? I would score this episode 4.7. Oh my god, They're Learning Crystals. Um, <laughs> for that fucking boink! Like, <laughs> like it's... Ah! No one said we weren't biased in our scores. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the rewatchability out of the roof. Um, <laughs> the irrelevancy of Troxa peak. Yeah. Like, we we love him, but he's fine and he gets doinked. And it's just, like, my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Please don't take that out of context. You can if you wanna. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, it has been zero days since we've seen Baby Leo. It has been zero days since we've seen our man Daryl. It has been zero days since we've seen Cole. And three days since we've seen Kit, who did not get fried. Where does this cat go? Where does this cat go? (laughs) Where's Prue's love interests go? Oh, fuck. I, I know where Kit goes, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, if the people want to interact with us um, and get more of this chaotic energy, this chaotic fire sign energy, uh, where can they find us on Twitter, Victoria? You can find us on Twitter at charmed underscore podcast. Where can they find us on Facebook, Clark? You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod or by searching charmed and dangerous podcast in the search bar where can they find us on the instagrams you can find us on the instagrams at charmed and dangerous pod where can they find us on the gmail for questions you... comments snarky remarks <laughs> i don't know what I if you would like to email us you could do so by typing in the little two line charmed and dangerous pod at the at symbol not the word at gmail period com uh that is c-o-m uh for those wondering that has been all for this wonderful glorious beautiful episode (laughs) uh charlie omega uh mom people who actually know like the words for the alphabet letters for like the the purpose like clark does I know some of them. That is insane to me. Have you ever had like an older person? Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Delta, <laughs> Epsilon? I don't know. <laughs> if you work in customer service, if you've ever had an older person who may or may not be a war vet come up to you and instead <laughs> of spelling their last name, they do it in that way. 
The first time somebody did it to me, I was like, you are speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it without even thinking about it. No. They're it like, they just rattle it off. They're not like C as in uh, cat, uh, H as in uh, horse. No, no like, like this no. man straight up was like, my Alpha, last Tango, name is... Alpha, Tango, Foxtrot. Yeah, literally, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, it's 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, enough for us. <laughs> for well, if you know the uh, the entire word uh, alphabet thing, uh, send it to us on one of those social medias. That has been all for today. Thank you for dealing with our chaos. Uh, that's all, folks. We're Ta-da-da, back, ba-ba. bitches. <laughs> Blessed be. Blessed be. <laughs> <laughs>